Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights, another box battle, if you will. Panini football boxes, got some from them as my sponsor, and I want to compare them in an interesting way, an audio way, and see if you gain some insights. I did when I rolled up my sleeves and opened up the product and tried to figure out the pros and cons and what I'd recommend to myself, as well as to any listeners that care to hear my opinion. But thanks sponsors, especially Panini uh, today, but also Tops and Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, CompC.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. I noticed just in general that these are three products. They're all 2022. I'm going to do them in the order of a fewer number of cards to greater number of cards. So the 2022 Classics Premium Edition Football, just six cards in a box, one pack with six cards. Next was 2022 Panini XR, same thing, just two packs, seven cards in a pack. And then finally, 2022 Panini Absolute Football, which is three mini boxes with five cards each. So one master box and then three mini boxes. I kind of like that concept, but... Maybe each person has their own opinion. So that was six cards in the first box, 14 in the second box, 15 in the third box. So they're all pretty comparable in that sense. In terms of the pricing in the aftermarket, after things have been out a little while, they assume a secondary market price. Looks like XR is the more expensive of the three, classic in the middle, and absolute being the not cheaper because there's still a couple hundred bucks but uh, less money than the others. And so it's interesting to me when I see that, because I think when you walk into a show or you walk into a store, you have dollars in your pocket or dollars loaded on your credit card or whatever way you have money. You have a choice how to spend your money. You could buy them all, but then there's many other products too. What's the pecking order? What's the hierarchy of uh, cards? And it's based on whether you want more game used, more autographs, more younger players, more veterans, thicker cards, thinner cards, all those kind of things, design considerations. So I want to get into some of that here. As I said, the price structure was such they're not so different in pricing that you could consider getting one as opposed to another. Each one is a little bit different price, but not double or 50% more maybe, but in the ballpark of being really good, solid products. One thing I note from all of these is that the Panini branding on the box is not dominant. The branding on the box in each of these boxes is the player, but also the logo, the sub-brand. Absolute is prominently displayed Panini in the background. Classics, big print, Panini, small print. XR, the whole design of that crisscross that uh, dominates the box. Panini, just a little small notation up at the top. You've got John Elway on the classics. That makes sense. Jonathan Taylor on the XR. Again, this was done at the beginning of the year. And then Russell Wilson on Absolute. Same thing done before they had demonstrated whether they were going to have a big years or not. They didn't, <laughs> but it wasn't Panini's fault. So first of all, with the classic premium edition, you promised two autographs per box on average. I did. One was a veteran, retired veteran, and I know exactly who collects that person. There may be a trade in the future to find a home for this nice card. And another one was a rookie, and not an obscure rookie, but I know exactly who collects that school. 
that popular university. And so I can find a home trade for something else. Ultimately, any trades I make, I want to get something on my wall. I want to get something that's memorable. And when I open these boxes, I'm hoping to get something memorable as well. I didn't get anything that would go on the wall from the classics box. Again, just six cards. I was very pleased. All six of the cards. I like the design. It has a little bit of a Donruss feel from back in the day. It's a very clean card, nice borders. I got one one base card out of the six, three serial numbered cards, and uh, I guess the only rookie I got was the signed rookie, and that's fine with me. Rookies that have not arrived yet, base cards, in some cases, they could be of interest. But for me, I'm a player collector of people that I know. I did notice some scratches on some of the cards, especially one of the card had some scratches. I don't think I put the scratches on there. Maybe I did when I opened the packs and then I got them all opened and set them aside. Then when I came back today to go through and get a fresh look, there were scratches there. Again, the cat didn't do it. I'm thinking one of the mistakes I'm making is just like the breakers do. As soon as I open these cards, I need to penny sleeve them right away. Didn't do that. So I think I'm paying the price that one card in particular has some scratches that are not easily, I'm going to just put a little uh, microfiber cloth on it just to see. It's, and it's still, what you have with modern cards, especially the chromium type uh, finish cards, is that surface is critical. All these chromium prism coated cards, frankly, same thing with the, this classics premium edition. They have a border concept. And so centering really can be perfected, I think, by the modern card cutting techniques. Nobody's using a guillotine. They're using laser cutters and other sophisticated, very precise cutters and registration. So I really think that centering is within reason. Many products, especially these bordered products, can be almost perfected. So you're getting very close to perfect centering with the frame cards. Edges, same thing. No no big problems with edges, I think. Against, what is it? you got corners, there shouldn't be any problem with the corners. Shouldn't be any problem, much problem with centering or edges. So surface is the key. So the reason something could get downgraded is a surface. And I think everybody's figured this out. I'm late to the party to realize that all these penny sleeves I have, I need to use them. One thing I liked about this particular set is that all cards were the same thickness. There weren't any booklets. There weren't any game used. And again, it was very simple and very classic. So I think it was true to the brand. Enjoyed opening it. And it was a pretty quick study. Just six cards. The second one, the Pini XR, two packs of seven. Jonathan Taylor on the box, as I said. It, they're promising two autographs and one memorabilia in each box. I did get that. Whereas the Classics Premium Edition has not been a consistent brand over the years, but they've done it before. And XR has been a brand since, I think, 2017 for Panini. My friend Rob Veris can tell what the year is from just looking at the front of the card. I can't. I can tell that they're XR. It's a very distinctive look each year, but I can't tell which year is which. Okay, no stats on the back of the XR. Didn't really like the design that much. I like geometry. It's very geometric, and it does evoke the concept of the brand, the XR. It's got a big X going through. and It looks modern. It looks interesting, but not really for me. The RC logo which is prominent on some cards and hard to see on others. You get a double dose of RC treatment in the XR brand because you've got an RC in the corner as well as in the background. It's faint screened out to where you can see RC popping through if you hold the card at an angle. Again, I think that's good. Same thing there. The Classics Premium, they were all almost exactly the same thickness. These cards, all of them were the same thickness except for the one card in the pack of each pack that was game used and they were noticeably thicker. Again, you don't need to use decoys if every pack has the same thickness and I kind of like that concept. Seven cards, six of them were standard thickness. 
and the uh, game use was thicker. So if you measured them or weighed them, I think they'd come out about the same. Lastly, Panini uh, Absolute, three of these uh, mini boxes inside the master box. I really uh, wanted Absolute to win. I think Absolute, I remember when it first came out in, in the mid-90s, and it's been in various sports. Panini wasn't doing it, but it was playoff, I guess. And uh, so I think it's got some historical legs. I like that. More than 25 years. Uh, the other thing I think I like this is that, although I'm not sure where a 130-point card is what's thicker or thinner than that, because it's a pretty thick card, but lots of the cards, in fact, most of the cards were very thick stock. I'm not sure what that does for those of you who are doing nine pocket sheets. When you have thick cards and thin cards going in the same sheets, and like I said, I'm not a plastic sheet guy. I do know that sometimes you've got a really snug fit for the standard size of penny sleeves, but I've got a bunch of the thicker ones going around, so I can usually find one there. The other thing I notice is that I sometimes find these very thick base cards. I find them in the dollar boxes if they're of a good player. They just, when a card is thick, it looks like it ought to be worth more. It looks more premium when it has that thick stock. It looks like somebody put it together instead of the old fashioned, especially if you go back to the junk wax era and a lot of the cards that are really considered not are quite thin and slippery. And these are very thick. So I did get my three autographs and my two memorabilia. In fact, one was an autograph memorabilia card. So I did get five really good cards there that had those attributes. And that's what they're touting. And so that's that's good. I felt like the absolute was the... It had 15 cards to 14 to 6. So it's not based on just having more cards. But I thought it had the best card out of this. And I got the best worst card. When I open up the product, and I think, what's the worst card you could get? Is it ugly? Is it still a decent card? And I felt like all the cards in the absolute, I liked. Again, they were thick, substantial. In fact, the thinner ones were the some inserts and some uh, serial numbered cards. So those were good too. I like the mini boxes. Um, when Panini gets criticized, it's based on their decision to load up products with so many parallels that confusion is dominant. I didn't feel that here. Again, I think it's basically when you're dealing with a smaller set, a smaller checklist, a smaller number of cards, you don't notice the fact that there's how many different parallels there are. You just think, oh, that's nice. I got a card that has a serial number or a different color or uh, some other design element. So I wasn't overwhelmed by the parallels. I think in a larger product, when you get a lot of cards, that's where it gets problematic. Yet, it's a sales technique. They want people to keep opening packs, not just to get base cards, but to get the tougher parallel. Okay, last, final thing. The other reason Absolute was the best is the best card I got, I got a one of one. I'm not going to tell you who it is. I'm just going to tell you that it's an unpopular player. And my question to you is, which we can deal with in another episode, is that is it better to get an unpopular player (laughs) or a player that is unknown (laughs) or known. I think it's better to have an unpopular player that everybody knows the name, but they don't like him. So you can use your imagination to figure out who that is. This possibly will go on my wall. I've got to send it into BGS to get it graded if I want to do that. And I probably will since it's a one of one. But again, this player is so unpopular that do I dare put him on my wall? Because every card on my wall has a story. I'm always positive tone. I'm not sure I can get a positive tone out of this 
very unpopular player, but I may give it a try. So if you ever come over and you see a thousand cards and 999 of them are good guys and one of them is not, you may remember this episode. So thanks everybody. And thanks especially Panini for providing an afternoon of fun to open these up. And when it says on the box that age is nine and above, I'm thinking I am nine and above. I'm worried that an eight-year-old might get this. I don't know what the problem would be there. I think as long as you can read and enjoy and follow football, which is even eight and seven, I think can do that. So again, thanks Panini. Thanks everybody. Be back again tomorrow with another episode.